Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Uh, I'm Mitchell Kaminsky, alongside, well I guess not alongside me, because of the uh, quarantine and the coronavirus. Spirit. Special spirit. Uh, Marshall is, yes, Marshall's here in spirit over the speakerphone. We're, we're following the rules, yes. people. Self-quarantine. <laughs> yeah, social distancing. How's it going, everyone? Uh, you know, we've got the emergency podcast. You know, I wasn't sure if this was going to happen, but with the NFL free agency, felt like we had to. We, so yeah, here we, we are. Close. And we feel like it, I'm bored as hell. I, I can't yes, speak, but I'm yes. assuming for you people listening, you probably are too. So yes. you know, a little bit of uh, something to pass some time for you. <laughs> Uh, first Absolutely. off, how, how you been? How you been passing the time so far, quarantine wise? Because it's been a lot of two K on my end. Uh, yes, I was actually, believe it or not, the past two three days I've been working, uh, shoveling mulch outside. Uh, but uh, I'm all done with that because it was horrible and they didn't pay me any money. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Xbox, watching Netflix. Very very bored. Very bored. It's funny, since there's been no sports on, I've been watching all, like, this ESPN crap to, like, fill my sports void, and they had some, like, the throwback games, and they had this, like, yeah. two-day-long documentary for the love of basketball. And, like, I don't want to sound like a boomer, but it was just, like, funny <laughs> watching the brand of basketball from, like, the 70s, 80s, and 90s compared to now. It was, it was different. They they had yeah. one, like, Kurt Rambis is going up and getting clotheslines. There's fights breaking out. Um, I will say they did look a lot more unathletic. Yeah. but those guys did not give a fuck. I mean, they're throwing yeah. elbows. There's Palace I mean, in the palace, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, imagine if that happened today. Like the like, I feel like law enforcement would get involved or something. Oh yeah, someone press charges. It would be an yeah. It would be it would be a disaster. Well, I mean, now like you see players, they don't even want to get. Someone's coming. LeBron's coming down the lane for a dunk. They're running out of the frame, so they're not yeah, the poster. making business decisions. Where back then they're like, hell, I'm just gonna clothesline them. We're just gonna do a bunch of blow in the bathroom after the game anyway. We don't care. So <laughs> like back in the yeah. 70s. but um. Anyway, let's talk about the big news everyone wanted to get to. Free NFL free agency, like you said, it's been it's been wild. We'll start with the uh, big trade that kind of kicked things off. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins traded oh from the Houston Texans to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I mean, I thought that it was a shocking move to say the least because one, in my opinion, Hopkins is the best receiver in football. I mean, yeah. he had Tom Savage thrown to him, and the man put up numbers. He's got hands like catcher's mitts and catches everything in his general direction. He's a playmaker. I mean, and now he had Hopkins, or not Hopkins, he had Watson thrown to him too. So I, I just don't see how that happened. But, yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts on the uh, trade? Yeah, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find one or two receivers better than DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and it was crazy because I remember the timeline of just like scrolling through Twitter. It was David Johnson gets trapped into the Texans or traded to the Texans. You're like, all right. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I was listening to some Broncos guys. They're like, you know, David Johnson's not bad, but he's old. He's injured a lot. And so maybe just give him like a draft pick, like a six rounder kind of deal. And I'm like, all right, you know, that's fine. The, the, they, they need to run it back. And then I see DeAndre Hopkins. Going the other way, which was, I mean, I think the football world was just dumbfounded as to why they would do this. And they're, I, I, I can't I can't tell you why. I mean, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to want a bigger contract because right now he's getting paid like wide receiver 10, wide receiver 15 kind of money. Uh, I believe it's taking like $13 million, which is, right. in the grand scheme of things, not a lot for his type of talent um but yeah and i believe we in the dorm room dispute podcast uh during the nfl season we talked about the cardinals 
and Kyler Murray, how he's no scrub, and they were sneaky, like they weren't going to make the playoffs, yeah. they were sneakily moving along in their rebuild process, and they were looking on the upside, and he's a huge move for them. Uh, yeah, oh. I think the Cardinals are definitely going to be ones to work out for, but I mean, the Texas, like, I can't under... And, and they were saying some, like, Bill O'Brien versus DeAndre Hopkins stuff, but then DeAndre Hopkins kind of downplayed that and said he had yeah. all, all, almost respect for Bill O'Brien, so I just, I just don't understand. I, I don't either. And I'm not, like, a big wide receiver fan. Like, look, I think wide receiver is, like, one of the last things you can build. Like, you can win a Super yeah. Bowl without having a great wide receiver, but a receiver of his caliber, and for what they got in return... I mean, you got an old broken down running back and a fourth. You swap fourth round picks. I mean, if you got two second round picks in there, maybe then it'd be like, okay, I can somewhat understand that because you don't want to pay him. Yeah. But they basically gave him away, and you're talking about like reasons. This is the one Michael Irving was on Get Up the other day, and yeah. he said the reason they traded him was because Bill O'Brien, like you alluded to, didn't get along with Hopkins, and they had a power struggle in the locker room where a lot of the players were looking up to Hopkins, and Bill O'Brien didn't like that, so he called Hop into a meeting. And he said to him, uh, last time he had a meeting like this face-to-face was with Aaron Hernandez. So as you can yeah. imagine, DeAndre Hopkins, the meeting kind of deteriorated from there because he's like, whoa, 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 I've never been in any off-the-field problems. Why are you comparing me to a murderer? So things kind of spiraled downhill. And then Bill O'Brien went on to say uh, he didn't like Hopkins' baby mamas hanging around the facilities because Hopkins <laughs> has had uh, kids with multiple different women's. And uh, this is according to Michael Irving. So... Uh, that it sounds like a mess over there. Bill Bill O'Brien continues to be baffling to me because here's another thing too. I mean, in the playoffs, we were ripping him because he didn't go for it yes. on the fourth down, right? And then he yes. goes for a fake punt, which is like okay, like you're gonna be conservative one way and then be aggressive the other way. Like you just gotta stick to your guns. And then last year, he traded all these picks for an offensive lineman from the uh, Dolphins. Uh, and so they're like, okay, yeah, we, we don't really, we're valuing veteran guys. We don't really care about these young, unproven players. This is what he said. And now all of a sudden he's shipping off one of his veterans for a fourth round pass. I, I don't know. That thing, he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just himself. to put in the grand scheme of things, they traded DeAndre Hopkins and Jadavion Clowney, and they didn't get a first round pick for either player. That's absurd. Like, what are you doing? You, like, I feel like you could go any team, because, and I think we'll get to the next one. We saw Stephon Diggs got traded. Yeah. The Bills and and the Vikings got a boatload of draft picks. Yeah, two. Which, I think they have first round pick. Yeah, they got four total twenty twenty. I think it was four total picks. One was in a first rounder, and that's where it look. Okay, you have a receiver who maybe doesn't want to be in your facility, and there's another teams that need weapons, and so you know, let's make it work. Give me some draft picks because this this draft is really big in receivers. You got Henry Ruggs. C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. uh, 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 there's one other guy, I'm talking about uh, Mims from Baylor, yeah. uh, so there's a lot of receivers, you can get one out there, but to just dump on, like, it just, it, it doesn't make sense, but yeah, uh, great for the Cardinals, though. They totally agree. You got Fitz, Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, and, and if you throw in Hopkins there, and Kyler Murray, we won Rookie of the Year last year, and he had no offensive line. He had yeah. no one protecting him, and he still put up pretty good numbers. So you could draft a couple offensive linemen. All of a sudden, that offense is looking pretty scary. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're a playoff team, totally so they can't really stop anyone, but that's going to be a fun offense to watch for sure. And we'll move in. Let's move into the Diggs trade like you were talking about. I actually think the Vikings got, like both teams in that one, I think, came out just fine. I 
think for the Bills, yeah. you get a weapon, which is nice, because they already have some pieces in place. So that's a team that, like, you already have everything in place. you got a good offensive line. you got a really good defense, top 10 in the NFL. They believe in their quarterback. you got a running game with Singledary and Gore. So it's like, okay, we're ready to put some icing on the cake. We'll add a guy like Stephon Diggs, who will pair nicely yeah. with Cole Beasley. So I like that move for them. And then for the Vikings, it's like, hey, we have plenty of weapons with Cooks, Rudolph, and Thielen. He wasn't really getting along in the Rockland room, and we're going to get a first-round draft pick out of it, along with three yeah. other picks. So yeah, I was fine with it for both rounder, teams. A fifth-rounder, a sixth-rounder, and then in 2021, they got a fourth-rounder. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I totally agree. fine with that return. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's unfortunate because, you know, it, you never want to see uh, uh, a roster like the Vikings or a team like the Vikings where – you just have you have a top receiver in football, and I, I honestly feel like they kind of wasted their time with him. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not too upset. I don't think it's a dumb move to get rid of him because it just wasn't working out. But I think I mean I mean you look at to the one game last year where he had ten plus targets. He scored three touchdowns, had 170 yards receiving. And it's like I, I understand you got Thielen and you got other weapons, but like you had Stephon Diggs and the time that you had him. He, he he could have been elite with the Julio Joneses um, and uh, the other receivers. And I think he talent-wise is up there, but number-wise, I don't think he had the productivity that they would want uh, from a receiver like Stephon Diggs. But, yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, other big moves. Uh, well, we'll go we'll go some smaller ones that kind of develop later on throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers signed with the Colts. I actually like this a lot more than other people did because I think it's another team that everyone, they have all the pieces in place. They were just kind of missing a quarterback last year with Jacoby Brissett, who kind of, he got injured and things kind of unraveled. I think for a one-year deal, he has some time to throw, man. Phillip can sling it all over the field, so uh, he'll turn the ball over, I guess. But he has, he'll have a solid offensive line in place there with Quentin Nelson. And I actually like that move for the Colts. I think they can challenge the, the Texans for the division this year. Yeah, I mean... Watch the Philip Rivers last year. He was not very good. But then again, the Chargers as a team weren't very good. Um, I just think this just shows that, like, I actually was a little surprised at how uh, Jacoby Brissett really wasn't the answer for the Chargers. Uh, the Colts? Because, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, for the Colts. Because I think, like, early in the year, we, we thought, you know, they got a good team. They could, and Jacoby Brissett's a serviceable quarterback. So I thought they would be. Uh, It'd be just fine, but... They, they had a chance to... They were in first out. place for a while. No, I agree. I thought Jacoby was a fine quarterback, and then they were in yeah. first place, and he got injured, and it kind of just unraveled from that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Philip Rivers still has a football left in him. Uh, is it great? I don't know. I can be adequate, uh, though, for the Colts. They got a good defense, but I don't I don't see the Colts making the playoffs, to be honest with you. I could see, like, an 8-8, eight 7-9 and eight, seven and nine type season where he puts up okay numbers, but like you said, he's turned them all over a lot now. I mean, uh, so. yeah, that that is true. He's not the long-term solution, obviously. It's smart to only have him for yeah. one year, but I do think he's an upgrade. He's been around. I mean, he's a professional yeah. quarterback. It's kind of like a mercenary. He's got one last ride with him. So I think change of scenery might do him some good. Uh, and he's going to be indoors a lot, too, which will help. Um, this is true, yeah. So we, we shall see there. Other minor move. I really wanted the Bears to get this guy. Teddy Bridgewater goes to the Panthers, yes. which pushes Cam out the door too. But uh, I like that move for the Panthers. I think Bridgewater is a very solid quarterback. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think uh, we saw when uh, Drew Brees went down for, I believe it was five games. Uh, Bridgewater went 5-0, and did miss a beat 
Obviously, their offense is fantastic. They have weapons all over the place. They have Sean Payton as a coach. But I think Bridgewater's proved that you know he's not he's not a Matt Moore, uh, he's not a Chase Daniels, uh, he's not just some guy you throw in there for five games. He's more of uh, you know uh, he could be a starter. I think he's proven that. I yeah I uh, I, w- I would say so. It'll be interesting to see because the market for Cam is kind of dried up because all these other teams. Have gotten their quarterback, so I don't know if anyone. Maybe the Chargers take a chance on them. Yeah, but I, I think I mean, the market's kind of dried up. Yeah, uh, because I thought the Bears were the best suitor for him. Uh, I guess I can see the Chargers. I think they pretty set in stone going with Tyrod Taylor, who they signed last year. Um, and I think the Chargers are just trying to get a good quarterback in next year's draft. I think they're kind of in a tank mode. We're like, hey, we're gonna yeah, try and get Trevor. Yeah, Lawrence. I totally agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cam Newton, I guess, and it's too bad because I wanted to see Cam Newton on a, on a, on a good football team where yeah. he could do his best to get back into MVP shoot. Because I was never a Cam Newton native. I think he still has football up. He, he can get healthy. That's a big if, though. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. <sighs> Maybe. No, they're going to get... Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of trying to make a prediction here for where he's going to land. I just don't see any fits. I thought... Personally, the Bears yeah. would have been a good fit. Cold weather, he can kind of run. I mean, but, you know, banged up quarterback, you don't know what you're going to get uh, physical-wise. We'll go to the biggest quarterback news um, of the uh, offseason, I should say, and that was Tom Brady will no yes. longer be a Patriot. And he's now going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I, I couldn't believe it till I saw it. And they immediately yeah. reports were like he was leaving New England. It was like one of those things like, wow, I, I won't believe it till I see it. But uh, he's officially gone, and it's a complete change of scenery. Uh, my initial reaction to this is everyone was saying it was like a big culture shock um, as far as because he's like, oh, he's used to Belichick and all that, and now he's going to be going to Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians, who he was on. Bruce Arians, the head coach of the um, Buccaneers, he was on Real Sports on HBO a couple of years back when he was still coaching the Cardinals, and he's talking about how he has, like, he has daily 5 p.m. cocktails. So it's a very loose <laughs> culture back there. Um, yeah. But I think Tom Brady is the type of guy that almost kind of creates the culture. Because, like, you look Bill Belichick, not taking anything away from him. Fantastic coach, probably the best in NFL history. But his track record before Brady got there wasn't all that great. So Tom Brady kind of helped create that culture, and I think he'll do the same thing. And now, unlike in New England, where they failed to get him any weapons these past couple of years, and when the weapons they did have were either Antonio Brown, obviously, they had his legal issues, and they got rid of... Uh, Flash Gordon for no particular reason. Now he's got Mike Evans. He's got two really solid tight ends with Cameron Brait and uh, O.J. Howard. And people don't realize how good O.J. Howard is. Man, six foot. He's a beast. And you saw last time Brady had two good tight ends with Aaron Hernandez and um, Rob Gronkowski, how that turned out. Not comparing these two to him, but just both two solid yeah. tight ends. And they got um, Chris Godwin, how uh, yeah. Pro Bowl directed. Mike, and then Mike Evans is another fantastic receiver. I think he's going to be a good team. Like they were with the amount of times Jameis Winston turned the ball over last year. I mean, he threw thirty interceptions. Tom Brady's thrown thirty interceptions his past four seasons. So you cut down yeah. those turnovers. They were still a seven, a seven win team last year. Uh, there's got some defensive pieces in place. Levante David's a solid linebacker. Uh, you got some guys. So I think this could be an interesting team. Um, I think they they been knocking at the door in the playoffs. Ten wins, I think. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Um, it was very interesting uh, to see. I, I can't, I can't picture him in, in the orange and black and yellow that the 
that the Buccaneers got going on. But yeah, I totally agree. They have a really good offensive uh, weaponry, like you said. And it's, it's, it's interesting to see how a guy who has six Super Bowl rings still feels the need to kind of prove something. Obviously, if people put him in the GOAT category. I don't think he's the GOAT. But it'll be interesting to see if he can do it without Belichick. And I think he got the best-case scenario. Because I think the Chargers was the other team that he was linked to, which I I think was a horrible fit. I think the Chargers are in tank mode. The Chargers would have been a lot more pressure, too, because they're moving to a new city. And I think you have more talent on the Chargers roster uh, than you do on Tampa Bay. So it'll be more expected to win. Um like yeah. fact, I mean, last year they had a bad year, but they were still their team that was in the playoffs the year before, and they were kind of expecting to recompete again. So they're they trying to upgrade with Tom Brady. So um, that would have been a lot more pressure, I think, out there in Las Vegas. Yeah. Or yeah. LA, so, yeah. Uh, LA. It, it, yeah. I totally agree, though. Um, I, I'm interested. I'm very excited to see Tom Brady this spot. I think it could be, if you go either way, I think they could go 8 8. Um, I think they could also go, you know, eleven and five, twelve and six, depending on how he performs. But I will say, Father Time is undefeated, and Correct. Tom Brady has shown that he, you know, he has has gone more dink and dunk, dink and dunk offense the last year, last two years, when he's shown that like the arm strength is dwindling. Uh, like obviously, he's never been a mobile yep. quarterback, but that's just gotten worse in age. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see. And I think it's it's not exactly a comparison because Tom Brady's much older than Peyton Manning was. But, it, I mean, they're compared a lot to each other, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Uh, and Peyton Manning, went, when he got off the next surgery, big injury, Tom Brady never had the injury besides ACL earlier in his career. Uh, but when Peyton Manning went to another team, he was one of the best offense in NFL history and won a Super Bowl. So it'll be interesting to see if Tom Brady can replicate that success uh, when it comes to leaving yeah. uh, the team that he was linked to so much. Uh, as for the other side, the Patriots, I don't know what they're going to be doing because I don't know who their backup quarterback is. The only it's quarterback still out there, like Stidham. we said, is who? Jared Stidham. That's who they're going to ride with. He's a draft pick they had last year. Apparently, Belichick really? likes them, so that's who they're going with. Huh. I have never heard of that name. Yeah, he... Uh, it was funny. He came in a game last year against the Jets when it looked like a blowout, and his first pass, he threw a pick six, and they put Brady back in. But, really? Uh, going back to you, yeah, said, you mentioned the dink and dunk thing, and I think that's really interesting because you look at Tampa Bay's offense last year with Jameis Winston where he's just flinging it all over the field, and it's really a yeah. vertical offense where Brady's not really like that, so it'll be, we'll see how he fits there. But um, I do think the Peyton Manning thing's very comparable, and I think he has a lot of things going for him where Peyton Manning doesn't. Well, one, he's going to be highly motivated to prove that he can play without Belichick. Two, he's moving yeah. into warmer weather. So that's going to help yeah. the deep ball accuracy a lot, playing in warmer weather and not in new, those winds in New England. Uh, where Peyton Manning, he went from an indoor stadium all of a sudden to Denver, where it's like high altitude, yeah. it's also hard to throw the ball. So he's got that going for him. He's got some weapons around him. And Bruce Arians is a smart offensive guy. So uh, I think this is going to work. I think he's going to have a big year. You're going to see around 30 touchdown passes. Uh, I, the division's tough. I mean, you really don't know yeah. what you're going to get out of yeah. the Falcons. The Saints are always good. Um, so and we are interesting with Teddy Bridgewater yeah. now. I think they're a 10-win team, and I think they make the playoffs. I don't know if they're, they're not a Super Bowl contender, but I think they're a playoff. They're, they'll be in the playoff yes. part. One thing that is very interesting, and not a lot of people have talked about when it comes to Tom Brady's success, 
is while the Buccaneers did have uh, the, the Buccaneers did have the 15th best defense last year, the Patriots in the past couple of years have been dominant. Mm-hmm. They've been they were top three last year in a lot of categories. Uh, I mean, they're they're letting up like. 16 points a game. So Tom Brady, I think the biggest one was against the Bills when they beat them yeah. uh, like 16 to 13 or something like that. Uh, and it was one of those games where Tom Brady was not good. Like, frankly, he was he had a poor game, but their defense was so sound yeah. and so good that uh, it didn't really matter. I mean, the dude scored 13 points in the Super Bowl two years ago, but right. the defense gave up three, so they got the ring. You know, and that's going to be where he's not going to have that lean back. He's not going to have that fallback. So really, and it's I give him credit though because the ball is in Tom Brady's court right now. Right. Defense is adequate. He's got weapons. He's got a pretty decent coach. So if he doesn't win, if he doesn't prove, uh, if he doesn't you know make do anything with Buccaneers, then it's kind of on the quarterback. And so I give him credit for that. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And for both sides, I think. Well, for one, for Tampa Bay, I think the defense is better than what it showed last year because there's a lot of times where Jameis would turn the ball over. And the defense yeah. all of a sudden has to go on the field and hold them. And so if they're picking up in the red zone, those points go against the defense regardless. So I think there's a lot of – the numbers were a lot looked a lot worse than they were just how much they turned the ball over. And on the Patriots yeah. side, like you said, I think Tom Brady wins this divorce in the short term. But long term looking at it, like the Patriots were really good. Like their defense is still going to be potent. And they had yeah. average quarterback play with Tom Brady. Like if you look at the numbers, it doesn't pop off the page. We're like, wow, this guy's an MVP. So I think, you know, this year is going to be kind of a reloading year. But I think with that defense, if they can get average quarterback play out of Stidham, they can definitely still be a contender. I totally agree. Yeah, And if they can get – I mean, they need a couple weapons. But, uh, you know, they can, they, can, they can figure out some receivers, some tight ends. I would hope to, so. Belichick, the that's the one thing. They've been bad at drafting receivers. Moving on to the yes. big news. Um, I think the biggest news of the whole offseason was the Broncos traded Andy Janovich. Uh, which is yes. just mind-boggling I, uh, to me. The Nebraska product, they just extended him to a three-year deal. He's the best fullback in football, and they shipped him off to the Cleveland Browns. So, Yeah, it's very sad because so the because I, I remember I, I, I woke up and I saw it. So I was like, what in the world? Because like you said, they signed him a three-year deal, but you know it's just the offensive coordinator. They had Rich Gangarello, loves fullbacks. They inked him to a deal, and then they brought in Pat Shermer. never used a fullback because they said, Andy, it's been real. We'll take a seventh <laughs> rounder for you, which is, I mean, it's a business, and so it, it's it's too bad. But hey, the Browns got a good one. They made it once good again. Work. Once again, if Baker Mayfield does not figure it out, we got a big problem on our hands because he's got so many good players on that offense, yeah. and if he doesn't, if he, if he can't put together a good season, then. Come on, man. He's now got an elite fullback, so there's no excuses yes, for him. I exactly. Say, the Broncos also did make a savvy move with addition by subtraction where they released Joe Flacco after he failed his physical today. Now, I think yep. you were taught and Joe Flacco was elite. Do you still feel that way? Yes, he is elite in not caring about football games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. It, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. He got outplayed by Case Keenum. When you look at the numbers, when Casey was on the Broncos two years ago. But yeah, I guess it's Drew Locke time, baby. Speaking of, we were talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Speaking of AFC South teams that ship away good players for virtually nothing, the Broncos traded uh, for Jarrell Casey, a nose tackle for the Titans. He's been to five straight Pro Bowls, and they got him for a seventh rounder. They're going to so be the Titans, yeah. They're the going to be good. I don't know what they're doing with that, but. 
I don't think they beat the, the I don't think the Broncos beat the uh, Chiefs in the division, but I think they're a playoff team. I think they're definitely a wild card team because the defense showed signs of improvement last year. And you got um, uh, who's the head coach? Uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, Fangio. Vic Fangio. They 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 played hard for him. I think he's gonna get it figured out. Um, they finally got a quarterback. Looks like they like. They have some weapons on that offensive side, so I think it's going to be a very, it's going to be a dangerous yeah. team next year. Um, they yeah. blew up, they, you saw it late in the year. They blew up the Texans. They were showing signs of life. It looks like a good football I, I team. I totally agree. And the Chargers are in tank mode. The Raiders think they have their answer in Marcus Mariota, which I, I think would he's love to play backup. against Marcus Mariota twice a year because yeah. he's terrible. Um, and so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a wild card team. As for your side, yeah, let's of get into the that. fandom. Chicago Bears. Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, I'll tell you how I feel about this. And a lot of people, there have been mixed reviews over about, about this whole thing. And the guy I want to is Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, we didn't get him, so be it. But my biggest problem was, and I said this in the podcast a couple weeks ago, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. Like, you can't be heading into camp with a quarterback controversy. So, my theory was, if you don't, like Mitch anymore and you want to move off him, great. Admit you're wrong. That's fine. Go get a guy that's going to definitively replace him, like a Teddy Bridgewater or even like a Cam Newton's a former MVP or how draft a quarterback. I, I, I don't care. You get another quarterback that's going to be definitively the starter walking the camp or you say, hey, we're just going to get a backup guy. To, we're, we're riding with Mitch. He's our starter heading to camp. I think you got to ride one way or the other. And now with this wishy-washy thing they did by bringing in Nick Foles, you're going to have a whole storyline heading into camp that's going to be a distraction. Mitch's confidence is already shot. He had to turn off all the TVs in the locker room. So now he's got another guy that's going to be breathing down his neck who just won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. You're paying Nick Foles starting money with that contract you took on, and you just traded for him. So I think it's a lose-lose situation. So if Mitch wins the job... He's going to have Foles breathing down his neck. If people call for his job, his confidence is going to be shot. If Foles wins the job, it's going to be the same thing. You still got Mitch there, where it's like that elephant in the room. And then say Foles starts out of camp, which I think he will because in camp, you're not allowed to hit the quarterback. So your biggest thing is the mobility for Trubisky. Well, that's not going to be a factor in training camp where Nick Foles is going to be sitting back there slinging it because he knows how to read a defense better than Trubisky at this point. So I think he wins the job out of camp. And people are going to be calling for Trubisky. And you saw last year with Foles in a quarterback controversy with Minshew, he played horrible when he got back from injury. I went to that Colts game with his first start back, and the Nick Foles experience was not pleasant. It was horrible. He, he couldn't throw a deep ball. I, I did not like the move whatsoever. I think you got two quarterbacks, and it's going to be a media circus all year. And now there's a possibility, say you start Foles. Then you replace Foles halfway through, and Mitch plays okay, where you see flashes of hope, and like now you're going to be more uncertain heading into the next offseason. I don't like it at all. You get, I want to went one way or the other. One definitively is a starter or not. So, yeah, that's my thought. I, I I totally agree. I think from uh, I think from my perspective is I, I don't think the Bears have a ton of cap money, which kind of uh, hit them in the leg. Uh, shot them in the knee, I guess. I don't know the phrase, but yeah. I think they should have they should have cashed out on Teddy Bridgewater. The dudes beat them in Chicago with their pretty good defense, uh, and I'm going to cash out. I said, "Hey, I we we need a quarterback this year because you know that defense is too good to just watch it uh, break apart." Um, it's been two years since that great defense uh, when they lost the Eagles in the playoffs, uh, and they and they, they got to get what's left of it to be be at the potential. So I would yeah. cash out Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater. Didn't happen. Okay, and Bridgewater too. Sorry to interrupt. Really quick. 
But Bridgewater, he was offered the same amount of money from the Bears it was reported, but his camp didn't like the fact Trubisky was there. So they were like, well, we don't really want a quarterback controversy. We're going with the definitive starter. So that's why he didn't yeah. sign with Chicago. So yeah. he's smart. Yeah, anyway, continue. Yeah, and so I think didn't get Bridgewater. And the, I, what was nice for the Bears is that happened pretty early on in free agency. So they had they knew Bridgewater was off the table. It wasn't like they have this too many options. And so I totally agree with you. Got to go one way or the other. I think Cam Newton would have been a good one where – he 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 could have been the starter. I think he can be the starter. I think he's better than Mitch Trubisky. He is mobile like Mitch Trubisky. Uh, and if he's healthy, he starts. If he's not healthy, Mitch Trubisky starts. And I think that's just where you have it, where it's not just going down to talent. And like you said, Nick Foles was not good last year. He was injured, came off an injury, and he stunk it up. And Gardner Minshew won over the starting job. Also, when they signed him to that money, it was a big contract for Nick Foles. Uh, one that I don't think a lot of NFL teams are willing to to pay. And I totally agree with what you said. I think Mitch's confidence is totally shot and it's not even worth him. Like it, I, I can't I can't I can't fathom where they give him the job and so you're hanging you know, he's over to Nick Foles who hasn't looked very good. And then it, I can't see a scenario where Mitch Trubisky has any good football left in him. Uh, which just is what it is, but if you're the Bears, you just have to admit that you, you messed up drafting him super high, and he's not an option anymore because you've got Nick Foles. You're paying all this money, and if, if he's not starting because he's that bad, then you have a massive debacle on your hands. So they're, they're putting a lot of faith in Nick Foles being an adequate quarterback, which I don't think he can be because you're paying him all this money. Mr. Bisson's confidence is shot. It, it, uh, yeah, it's it's a tough look. And they also, above all that, they gave up a fourth-round pick to take on Nick Foles. Yeah, and we don't have a whole lot of picks to begin with anyway because we traded them all for Khalil Mack. So, I mean, if you're, they showed that they're in win-now mode with that signing of Robert Quinn, who they overpaid for him, too. And then they signed Jimmy Graham. If you bring back the time machine from 2011, I guess that's an upgrade at tight end. But, I mean, <laughs> that's a sad thing, too. Jimmy Graham... He had Aaron Rodgers thrown to him last year and was unproductive. And now the Bears are like, oh, you know, we're going to have Mitch Trubisky and I guess now Nick Foles thrown to him. He'll be better. And it's still an upgrade. The fact that the man stinks and he's still an upgrade for anything we had at tight end is sad. And then we also had to release our first-round pick from a couple years ago, Leonard Floyd. Like, the off, there's been some, I don't know, some dumbfounding moves from this front office. And Nick Foles... He's only had 58 start, career starts as a starting quarterback. I mean, he's kind of made his money being a good backup, and now it's just, I don't know. I see this whole thing yeah. heading for disaster. It's gonna be Trust me, as a Broncos fan, like, you got... I mean, this is... The Broncos picked up Case Keenum after a, a really good year with the Vikings, and I get that Nick Foles had a pretty good year, half year, two years ago with the Eagles, but he hasn't shown anything before or really after that that says, you know, this guy can start for a franchise for $20 million a year, which is essentially what the Bears are kind of putting the putting the keys in his corner. I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I don't think it was a very good move. And honestly, like, I, Mitch Trubisky wasn't good last year, and I know that they think that they've seen enough of him, but, like, I don't know. I guess you could potentially see a scenario where – Mitch could, you know, if they, if, they, if they give him, say, hey, you're the guy, we want you, we're not getting another quarterback, maybe because there's not many other out there, uh, but 
yeah. I don't think it was a very good move, especially just if you get Nick Foles for like a veteran veteran contract, not a lot of money. I get it, but but that twenty million, nah, not for me. The only good that comes out of this, well, two things. One is we're gonna see a Super Bowl quarterback rematch with Tom Brady and Nick Foles in December <laughs> uh, when the Bears play the Viking or the the Buccaneers. So that'll be interesting. But um, number two, the, I think if you're Matt Nagy and you give, say, Mitch wins the job out of camp, you don't have to really be restrictive with your offense knowing you have a capable backup, I suppose. So you can be like, hey, you know, go get the job done. We're not babying you anymore. Um, if you don't, I'll throw this other guy in who can. But I just I don't see any way where Mitch is going to be able to succeed with that guy breathing down his neck in the Chicago media, and he's got no confidence. His own player, Cordero Patterson, was lobbying for Tom Brady to come in. His players don't have any faith yeah. in him, so... He needs to change the scenery. I think if he was with another team, I think he could turn it around. But Yeah, uh, I agree. See, any other major moves? I'm trying to think. Um let's see. Oh, Dak got franchise tagged. That, oh, huh? Dak Prescott got franchise tagged, and I think that was a smart move from the Cowboys. It was shocking yes. too, because they've paid everyone they're not supposed to. They paid big money for a running back. They're probably going to pay Amari Cooper, or did they already pay him? They, yeah, it was a five-year, $100 million contract. That's ridiculous. The, Amari Cooper's the one like star player that shrinks in big games. Nowhere yeah. to be found when they needed him. So, I mean, if anyone should have gotten paid, I think it was Dak. But I also agree that he hasn't really shown you anything to give you a big money contract. So I, I think franchise tagging him was the right move. So uh, yeah. we'll see. And then uh, Todd Gurley has been released yes. uh, by the Rams today. Uh, that happened earlier today. I mean, I mean, we talk time and time again. Don't pay a running back buku bucks, especially a lot of guaranteed money. And Todd Gurley's perfect. He is he's the perfect example of that. Where you know they gave him a massive sixty million dollar contract. He gets his knees busted up a little bit. He's not very productive, and and they wanted to trade him desperately, but no one wants to take on that contract. No. So and they said, you, Were you surprised? Like I saw that news and was not shocked at all. No, there were signs of this coming. From the Super Bowl, they didn't play him in the biggest game of the year. Then all of last year, didn't really play him. Everyone's asking, like, oh, how come you're not playing Todd Gurley? And Sean McDay's always like, oh, well, you know, I'm stupid. I, I got to use him more, I guess. And he, he never did. So you can see they were kind of moving away from Todd Gurley. It's, not, it was, it's unfortunate, but I was not so shocked at all. Yeah, and I think uh, the story of the Rams, because I've also seen reports that they're shopping around Brandon Cooks, uh, who they got from the Saints, uh, who they paid uh, big money to. And the story of the Rams is that uh, if your team, if your NFL team has not made a lot of flashy moves right now, because I saw a lot of that, the Broncos had a ton of cap space and they signed, I mean, they traded for a corner, they traded for a nose tackle, but the only signing they've made so far is an offensive lineman. And a lot of people are saying, oh, I want, you know, you want, you want the big money moves, you want the Byron Jones. Uh, the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world. What it really comes down to it, I mean, you look at the LA Rams, and they were cashing checks like three years ago with Aqib Talib, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, um, with Jalen Ramsey last year. They were paying everyone because they were, they had a lot of cap space. They find a rookie quarterback, and they think they all got to put together. And now this year, they're, they they traded Aqib Talib last year. They released Todd Gurley. And, it, it, and they also release Clay Matthews, where it's just, you know, if you're cashing checks, those checks are not, your cash space is going to run out in a couple of years. And they didn't win their Super Bowl, so the Rams are in a very tough spot where they're kind of handcuffed because they paid so many guys so much money. 
that they can't fill holes that they need to. And it just shows, you know, maybe your team's not making money moves right now. That's okay because you don't want to run out of money two years, three years down the line. I, I agree with that. And it was a bold decision by them. And I think if they won their Super Bowl, we'd be like, hey, you know what? It, it worked. They're paying the price now, but at least they got their ring. But uh, they didn't. Yeah. So it, it's, it's tough, but I, I completely agree. you got to be careful with who you cash all these checks to. And I think, honestly, you look at the Bears, they're going to be in a similar spot in a couple of years because you're, you're paying all this money right now to guys like uh, Quinn and uh, Trevathan just got a big contract. And these guys are in their 30s, so they're not getting any younger. So... Uh, it's kind yeah. of like a win now mode where that's why I think it was important to get the quarterback right because you only have a two year window I think here, uh, but they did not. But your Broncos on the uptick, unfortunately the Bears uh, not so yeah. much. Uh, finally, yeah. do you think Teddy or out of the remaining remaining guys we're talking about Cam Newton briefly? Do you think Jameis Winston goes anywhere? Do you, you think anyone? Oh, signs him? that's a good one. He, he's a free agent. Um... He did throw 30 touchdowns. And he threw a lot of passing yards and 30 touchdowns, but uh, he also, and he has the eye, he corrected his eyes. He can see now. Yeah. I think, I mean, I I, quite frankly, I think Jameis Winston, if you give him the right offensive mind and the right offensive coach, I think he can be a serviceable quarterback. I mean, like you said, the number, the touchdown and the passing yard numbers, they don't, they don't, they don't lie. Uh, he, he, he He has got arm strength. And he likes to show it off a lot, maybe very inaccurately. Um, but I think if you get a coach that just kind of puts the puts the muzzle on him, or say, "Dude, you gotta stop being so careless with the football," because I think last year I think the Buccaneers were in a position where like they weren't tanking, but they also weren't making a playoff push. They were kind of out there playing football, going six and twelve or whatever. And he was just swinging the rock like he had no care in the world. I think if you put him in a good system, he could do something, but. And I, I, I don't really know what team really wants to bring him on right now, but I think, I mean, even as, even if he's a backup, you know, I think he can do something. You sit behind a veteran, that would, yeah, I, I think that would be smart for him. He never showed the most maturity in the world, but I think it's translating. I mean, he had the crabbling incident in college, <laughs> um, and I think it's translated to the NFL where a little careless with the football. But um, I, I agree, man. I think he's fun. I wouldn't have minded if the Bears signed him. Now, I don't, would yeah. have been smart, but I think, no, but I think it would have been fun to watch him just sit back there and chuck it, because he does not give a yeah. shit. He's like, all right, triple coverage, I can fit it in there. He's got, he's got confidence, man. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he does have confidence. Hell, you even cut the turnovers, you get rid of 10, 10 interceptions. I mean, you still had 20 interceptions yeah. there, but you're still going to win. It's like two more football games you win. <laughs> yeah, and I... I one, so I think I'll, I'll go the winners and the losers of free agency. If you had to pick one, uh, I'll go first. I think my winner of free agency so far, honestly, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they have not needed to make any moves, but they got Kalei Campbell uh, from the Cardinals, I want to say. Oh, I'm totally blanking on where he came from. But they got Kalei Campbell. Uh, I think they got another pass rusher on that defense. I think. You know, they're just going to sit back, kind of like the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens are in very good positions, but they just want to sit back and just try and do their best to recreate the season they had last year. I think the loser of free agency, oh, I just had it. I totally forgot what I was going to say. I'd have to go Houston Texans for my loser. While you... Oh, I was going to say Deshaun Watson. Yes. Totally. Yes. 
Yes. And, and, and I'll let you explain yours first. Go go for it. Go for uh, it. My, my loser would probably be the Houston Texans. And Deshaun Watson is a perfect example. You just lost your best receiver. You had an old broken down running back with you. Things aren't really looking up. Uh, my winner, I would say, is probably going to have to be uh, the fans of Tampa. You finally got your franchise quarterback down there. Yeah. Uh, and the season ticket prices high spiked. I mean, the Bears really haven't had a franchise quarterback in their history, but if you look at the Buccaneers, neither of they really either. Yeah. Uh, even when they won their Super Bowl with John Gruden, they, they didn't have any special names there. So you finally get a franchise quarterback. I think they're going to be fun. All of a sudden, people are going to be talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they're going to be on primetime games, which that's never happened before. So. Uh, yeah, the city of Tampa really needs it because outside their hockey team, it's been kind of a sports locale over there. The Rays yeah. are kind of a joke. No one shows up at the stadium. It's kind of a dump anyway. Um, so they they need it. Uh, I think they're yeah. good 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 for Tampa. Yeah, I think uh, real quick going back to your Sean Watson point, I feel so bad for that man because he has he has shown time and time again that he is a special talent uh, in the NFL. And he's one of the, I, I mean, I put him top top 10, top 5 maybe quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Uh, I mean, and he's doing it in spite of a blundering head coach. And like we saw with the that Chiefs catastrophe last year, um, and he had weapons around him, and then they just shipped him off for nothing. Yeah. So I, I... And and the other thing, the other thing about that move that we forgot to talk about was that they signed Randall Cobb <laughs> yeah. to a three-year deal. Which, like, if this was your like chestnut checkers kind of thing, you know, I I don't. I mean, dude, everyone else. Some teams are playing chess. Some teams are playing checkers, and the Texans are playing go fish. I don't know <laughs> what they're doing over there. Because Randall Cobb is not the answer, especially no. with losing to Sean or DeAndre Hopkins. But yeah, I agree. Well, Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is another big winner out of this because you know he's been sticking around, wasting his career away uh, on some pretty mediocre Cardinal teams, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I got a quarterback. I don't have to be the number one receiver. We get a couple defensive pieces and uh, an offensive line. It's yeah. going to be interesting. I mean, they went toe to toe with the. Uh, 49ers twice last year. Uh, uh, one Thursday night game, they were really close to beating them. So now you, you add Hopkins there, it's a whole new element. Mm-hmm. Great. It'll be a fun it'll be a fun team to watch. Kyler Murray, especially because Kyler Murray flew under the radar, like you said. Uh, and now that he's in a sophomore year, I think you'll have a lot of stuff to show uh, to NFL fans who haven't really seen him much last year. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, that's that, I, You got anything else? I got anything else. I mean, we'll, we'll try and do our best to maybe bring you some sports news if any sports happen in the coming coming weeks or I, coming months. I turned on the radio before all the free agency last week. I was turning on uh, ESPN 100, and this is before the gyms were closed down, driving to the gym or whatever, and they were talking about Czech hockey and what to bet on for that, and then the UFC fight down in um, uh, Rio. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for they're really struggling to fill yeah. some airtime. So yeah. the NFL yeah. free agency much needed uh, distraction, I suppose. Yeah, because I think right about now we'd be getting we'd be hopping into baseball, but mm-hmm. that has uh, been postponed for this foreseeable future. 
in what would have been a very interesting baseball season. The Astros are getting lucky. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. No one's going to care about the Astros cheating anymore if this baseball season ever picked and resumes. Uh, well, the scary thing was I heard that the coronavirus isn't supposed to hit its peak till June, which is scary yeah. to think about. So uh, I hope that's yeah. not true. But uh, hang in there, people. That. Yes. I, uh, for all of you listening, hang in there. We'll do our best to bring you dorm dispute content. Uh, uh, yes, in our self-quarantine zones. <laughs> yeah. That's all we got for you. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank Hope you for listening. The time Stay somehow. safe out there. Stay healthy and wash your hands. Yes, good advice. And don't touch your face. I'm oh, yes, oh yes. All right, see you next time. Have a good one.